Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... I was bougie from an early age, guys. I'm the stalker, guys. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god, but but you're trying to put levity in. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's the YMCA. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Guys, welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Why do I sound so giddy? It's because this is our first studio recording in over two years. Yes! So I could not be more excited to announce our guest, who's right next to me, instead of on a friggin' screen. See, I could just rant and rant about what we've been through, but I'm not going to, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, lovely to see you. We've lovely. got presenter, journalist, and DJ. It's Lauren Layfield. Yeah. This is so much better than those bastard Zooms, isn't it? Oh, I'll yes. have to swear on this. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, oh good. Yes. Okay. So much swearing. Oh, great. So <sighs> much You are so great. 3D right now. This is incredible. Honestly, you got to so watch happy. yourself on the radio, so you must be used to just a little bit of... Yeah, that, that, that is the problem. And I'm quite sweary by nature you as well. Are. And mm. I also come from kids' television, which... Oh, you know, wow. That was a, a tough period of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I write uh, scripts for kids' television. Do I you? still sometimes put swear words in. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Paddington fucks off. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, we always open the show with... Honestly, guys, I'm so excited. I'm just She's looking, so excited. Look at her you, face. I mean, we are filming this, so we probably won't release this part because I'm already embarrassed for myself. <laughs> but I'm just gazing across the table at all of you. Cheers. We Cheers. Survived a crazy oh, period. Welcome back, you guys. Oh. Survived a crazy period. I'm in the middle of a crazy period, which is why I'm <laughs> acting like this. Oh... <laughs> We always start the show the same way, Lauren, is that that is to ask our guest, have you ever been the victim of a crime? So I always think that anyone who makes me a victim of crime must be a really nasty piece of work because <laughs> I am five foot one, 
and can I just say adorable? <laughs> so for me to be a victim of crime, that's quite hard, you know, for the general public to take. Um, but I have, I have. Do you remember when we could actually go traveling, guys? Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. All those giddy years ago before COVID was a thing. So I went to... Um, you mean the trains that go up in the sky? Oh, do you remember those? <laughs> they were so good, weren't they? So I went to, um, I did the classic student... Thailand, Vietnam, oh, nice. Cambodia. Yes, oh, great, great time of my life. And there was this one time we went to um, Ho Chi Minh City it was in, in South Vietnam and we'd come out of the station there and we had to get to our hotel. And we weren't really roughing it. We were going I in was hotel. Say, hotel. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, come on. Give me a hostel, no, please. There's no S in that word. I was, I was bougie from an early age, guys. Um, Complete uh, respect. <laughs> so I got a taxi to the hotel. Fucking hell, you're Yeah, like, you're I was like. tired. I was tired. So I um, got this taxi. And and I don't know if you know, but in Vietnam, the, the currency is, is mad. Like, it, it's like, we, we paid for this taxi something like, Two million <laughs> Vietnamese dong, which is already hilarious that their currency is called dong. I don't want to cause any offence, but that is very funny. Um, it was like two million, and so I thought, oh, that's going to be like a few quid because everything's cheap, you mm, know, in yeah. in Cambodia and Thailand. All food's cheap, travel is cheap, hotels are cheap. Four minute journey around the corner to the hotel. Oh no! Got out, paid in my two mil, went back to the hotel, and we just sat there on the edge of the bed, going, "I think we got ripped off." How much is that? Get your phone out. Get your phone out. No, I'm going to use the oh, Wi-Fi. No. Get your phone out. Let's check how much it is. Translation: Two million Vietnamese dong is about eighty pounds oh, for a four-minute oh, taxi journey. No. That is twenty pounds per minute. Repeat: <laughs> twenty pounds per minute. This wow. was years ago, and it still breaks my actual heart. That's like all your spending money for like a two-week holiday, isn't it? You're like, yeah, one hundred percent. Like, I think we only took about five hundred pounds for the whole of the month. <laughs> like, oh, no. yeah. Got it. Oh my goodness. Good. I can totally get on board with that mentality, though. Like, the number's going to be really big, and there's no way yeah. to figure out just how big it should be, especially when you're when you're new there. I would have done the same thing. And if it sort of feels like Monopoly money, doesn't it? Because it's sort of Ooh, like, it's yeah. almost so big, it's not real. You know, we so you, like, spend it. Guernsey recently, and Guernsey has... Um, 80 pound taxis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking rip-off. No, it has, like, their own money, and it's still, it like... Yeah, it's, like, it's Does different it the queen on it? But it, the queen, yeah, the queen's on it she's on it and um but it's it's exactly the same but she's a holiday hat on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's all smiling. like um, <laughs> yeah, the holiday <laughs> queen she's holding a beach ball <laughs> she's a lot of fun <laughs> but yeah that's pound sterling and i was still like i'll pay for everything because i felt like yeah monopoly i can't money. believe this is fake not fake money don't call it fake money it's not <laughs> Sorry for the people who goes, it's not fake money, it's real money. But I didn't know no, that. it is yeah. fascinating. And then you cannot spend it back in the UK. You have to change it back. So it really does but feel like, fake. Because like they're supposed to take Scottish money in England, mm. but they don't always. But they're supposed to. Is it like that? Are they supposed to take Guernsey money? Do they refuse it sometimes? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they think you're trying to pull a fast one. Oh, I've never tried. Also, is it called Guernsey money? Because that sounds really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called the Guernsey schmirk. <laughs> I'll only accept Guernsey schmucks for this Our apple. <laughs> what did you do, Lauren, right after you guys did the maths and realized what you had lost? I mean, genuinely, like, we was like students, do you know what I mean? 80 quid in the student days, that's big money, isn't that's it? That's huge yeah. money. I actually felt a little bit heartbroken, and then I was like, great, now we've got to go and find the cash point. We've gone to a drug. Shall we take a, a taxi to the cash point? Probably not. <laughs> Let's just walk it. I'll walk everywhere from now on. No yeah. more public transport. You got Usually. super fit for the rest of the holiday. <laughs> that, was yeah. that was exactly it. Absolutely devastating. Well, is, was there a culture oh. of haggling? Like, what, is there a, were, you, yeah. were you supposed to try and argue them down? I think or? so, which I, I don't know about you guys, I am terrible at haggling. Yeah. I am awful at it. I remember once we went mm. to the market somewhere in Lincolnshire or something, and my other half really wanted this clock that was <laughs> five pounds, and we decided five pounds is much too expensive for a clock. For a clock. <laughs> A normal alarm clock. There was nothing. But special. I love the fact he really wanted it. He wanted that oh, clock. So I want to get up. I want to get up at oh. a specific time. <laughs> yeah. What's that to be for me? I, I want that clock to tell me. Yeah. Like, you can go to Argos so and get the same clock if you want. I want that clock. <laughs> it's vintage. I was like, it's absolutely not. I, I said, can we? Okay, let me try and haggle with him. Can we have it for three quid? No. Four quid? <laughs> no. Okay, but. 
How much do you want for it? Five quid. Okay, five quid it is. Shake on it here and there. Didn't get a single dime off of that clock. But it felt like haggling. It felt like haggling. Because there was an exchange. Awful at it. I think it's still haggling, even if you play like the price of it. Have you haggled for anything good? I don't know that. I have. Oh, have you? Well, so the thing is... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, so I went to India for a Sri Lankan wedding when I was 12 and everything is it's all it's the taxis and the thing is like they can tell that you're not from there like when you look like me and <laughs> so you do get like the inflated prices but even like the Indian family that we were with because they've spent time in the UK their accents aren't as strong so the taxi drivers know that they're oh. also not local because they you know the sort of British accents coming through a bit okay. so even they couldn't get the, they got better prices than us wow. but they couldn't get the rock bottom prices that the locals could get oh. um, I'm very repressed but when the culture is that you're <laughs> supposed to haggle yeah, yeah. I, then I'm not breaking any social norms so then I feel like I'm allowed to like oh, see yes. I'm still just British through wherever <laughs> I go like that British politeness still follows me around that's an interesting point because the the only time I've really haggled we were in India and it was my first time there and classic like the first few days my I mean if you could have had the wanky little monologue in my head like I am a very privileged middle class <laughs> oh, yeah. white woman and I will not be haggling and they you just said that out loud though I'm sure I'm sure I probably <laughs> did is that why they swarmed on me and gave me really <laughs> shitty jewelry but that was genuinely like one guy at the market saw me pay for something and eight people just came yeah. around me like sucker <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so by the end but what helped is it was like no this is actually part of the culture it's yeah. not me doing something wrong but I had to make that leap yeah. which is also wanky white middle class woman but whatever I am what I am um, but then by the end I am a wanker I am a wanker that's what you have to say at the start of every wanker meeting why did that feel like something an American president has said I am a wanker <laughs> here we get all the votes as well. <laughs> we love yeah. that we love that that's different yeah, yeah. Oh, he's an authentic wanker yeah well, Lauren, one thing that we offer, that we offer, this is our offer to you, that we offer okay. to our guest is, if you had the perpetrator here now, oh. what would you say? What would you do? You've got total impunity, nothing. Oh, okay. Well, you take, do you know what? I'll tell you what, my first thought was this, okay? If I could see him again now, I would say, well done you. Yeah. Like you say, we're so up ourselves over in the West, right? And yes. we're like, you know, we're like, oh my God, like we're so great. We're, he got me. He got me. Yeah, Real yeah. Right. Good. So I would yeah. say, do you know what, mate? Congratulations. Yeah. You did me in. Fantastic. <laughs> and then the second thing I would ask is, what did you spend that money on? Ooh. Because I'm hoping, I mean, the things, things there are so cheap. He, he might have well fed his family for a month. Well, this is. And it. that makes me yeah. feel good. On the other hand, he might have gone out raving all night long and absolutely had the best night of his life. And I think also very good. Yeah, I know, I hope so. I always think like sometimes if I get like repeat fees from stuff, Uh I always see that as kind of like silly money. That's money that I wouldn't have got before. Yeah, that's like a bonus. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm spending all of that on sweets. Like, of course I have. (laughs) You don't have to actually. Yeah, I I hope he went raving. I hope he went raving. I hope he really enjoyed that money because he did it so well. I was so fooled. He deserves every single penny. Well, (laughs) sir, if you're listening, that is our little message to you well done I've never called like a petty criminal a sir before (laughs) this is respectful my liege thank you (laughs) the opportunity to be ripped off my dude thank you so much for sharing that can I say I am absolutely loving this as somebody who gets up very early in the morning to go on the radio I'm loving Ah. having a bit of daytime it's the time to do it now it's time Drunk women solving crime. Now, I have brought for us today quite a famous crime, I must say, but I will also say I didn't know much about this. I thought I did. No, I didn't even think I did. <laughs> it's just one of those things that you will know the name of it. I don't know how much detail you might know. Let's find out. And it is a cold case. So we. <gasps> oh, until today. For cold cases. Okay. We're yeah, about to make it. They just didn't have us on the. On the <laughs> they just didn't have us. <laughs> um, so this crime involves gangsters, murder, and in a way, romance. Mm. First question, what crime do you think this might be? 
thinks it's murder is romance. I think it's something that maybe has been made into a film. Oh, okay. Because you have to put some romance in so any Those story, are the right? ingredients for a film. Exactly, for a pretty good film. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, is it about Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic film of all time. <laughs> I was so disappointed that film was not about dogs. Oh, when... <laughs> Like just having a nice time at a reservoir. Really shoddy. (laughs) Splashing around. So I think about my... my, Oh, maybe I'm going to go for Al Capone because he's a real person. Okay, wow. Okay, Al Capone. I'm going to go Diamonds. Okay. um, Which I appreciate is broader than Al Capone. (laughs) But... But arguably more romantic. Gangsters, maybe they were smuggling the diamonds, and then one of them was like, I know, I'll give this one to my girlfriend, romance. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets busted or something. Okay, okay. Like you're thinking. Lauren, any thoughts? I'm trying to think of famous gangster things throughout mm. history to give me a bit of inspiration. Mm. But do you know the only thing that's come to my mind right now? Do you remember the bill? Oh, do I? <laughs> and I'm thinking, did the bill have gangsters, romance, and murder in it? I'm going to say probably yes, because it was in elite <laughs> Sunday night viewing, yeah, 100%. right? 100%. Do you know what else I'm thinking? Is what's that film recently with Lady Gaga in it? Oh, the Gucci one. Yes. Oh, oh House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Wasn't they like, I don't know if they were gangsters. That is a very good guess, is actually. It? it really is. Yes, I like your thinking. Um, I'm afraid none of you were. <laughs> Totally correct, although Hannah George... Wait, what? The Reservoir Dogs! <laughs> <laughs> but the real dogs that swim in the reservoir, it has a very sad ending. No, it is the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh, oh cheery! Cheery, cheery! Oh. Oh, this rings a bell. Yeah, so for me, I'm like, yeah, everybody knows about that. And I was like, I knew nothing about this, so... I just have to tell you first, this is a nickname that I gave, I gave to a scene that I um, just <laughs> happened upon in New York on Valentine's Day when I lived there. I was walking to work, so it's before 9 a.m., and I turn around the corner, this is like Upper East Side, just to like sprinkle the fairy dust, and I'm going to say about four dozen long stem red roses had been yanked out of a box. The box was across the street and someone had just bashed them <laughs> against a utility pole. Like it was just carnage, like beautiful carnage. Wow. But I would love to know. And if I'd just woken up like maybe 10 minutes earlier, who oh. knows? It's very Sex in the City, the movie vibes. Isn't that. it? And yeah. that is the biggest compliment you can give at anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell happened? And so early in the morning, because that's desperate. That's, that's desperate to give that many roses before 9 a.m. That's like 48 roses if I've done my maths. is impossible, but you if I've done my maths. You have done your maths. 48. Like, that's, yeah. like you've and got expensive. two pounds. very yeah. expensive. I did pick one up because it was still in pretty good shape. <laughs> I didn't have a boyfriend at the time, so I'm like, I'll just take this for my damn self. Somebody's taking the thorns off and everything. And then I showed up to work with one rose. Who gave me that a crime? (laughs) Uh. It probably is a stalker, isn't it? That's like, someone said, stop, I don't want your roses. And then he had a fit and smashed the rose. I mean, sorry, that's... That no, but that's poor, where my head went. What's more that tragic? poor guy just tried <laughs> so hard. What's that's a, a lot of money. What's more tragic Valentine's Day, though? Having a stalker or ha- picking up a rose off of the street? Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you that those people were the same people? What? <laughs> I'm the stalker, guys. This is my... Cr- okay. Anyway, this that's is probably... <laughs> probably the most infamous unsolved crime in U.S. history. That's the massacre, not the roses. Um, your next question is, in what year did the St. Valentine's Day massacre happen? Occur. I decided occur was too fancy, so I said happen, just to fit in. Well, full kids. disclosure, I learned a bit about this at uni, so I sort of did vaguely you? remember things, but I remember um, seeing sorry a photograph. Sorry to interrupt, Go on. but wasn't your uni degree a comedy degree? It was, yeah. <laughs> in what subject did you learn I think I chose it. Like, well, I think we were doing a, a, a thing on modernity. I think, and I chose gangsters. Oh, okay. So okay. I sort of wrote this thing about so about that's a gangsters. Kind of film studies, kind of, and it yeah. all led you here. Yeah, <laughs> to not remember a single fucking thing <laughs> except what I do remember is I remember seeing a photograph of this, which is uh-huh. kind of pretty horrific. Okay, you don't really get that. So that gives me a little clue as yeah. to when it was. So 
okay. pic- photographs had been invented and probably cameras. Okay. <laughs> what were they wearing? Were they like, like it couldn't really <laughs> two trigger warnings. <laughs> to- top hats? Or- yeah. It was like, I ran the world 1987. <laughs> <laughs> She's given you the ultimate hint. Photographs had been invented. But it's, it's, it was definitely cool gangster time. I mean, I'd, okay. and I feel bad saying cool oh, gangster. Well, it's it's got to be the 1920s. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go hone in on a specific year? 1921. Okay. So, Lauren. Cool gangsters as yeah. opposed to uncool gangsters. Yeah, who was they? They came later. <laughs> was that, it was like, played and they carried on. Basically, like, like British gangsters. <laughs> <like> anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All the men in my local pub. No, that's not fair. I like my local pub now. <laughs> now? <laughs> well, what changed? Oh, no, I just mean the like, locals. I meant, I meant like a generic pub where all the mm. men are a bit like, watcha. Yeah. Like, that was a really Did good impression of Did they get London gentrified? <laughs> <laughs> and I just suddenly remember that now I live in a tiny village where actually the local pub is a beacon for community and it's do not, they listen? Nice. Does the landlord listen yeah. to this, Katie? I, because there's some serious <laughs> backtracking. And they are definitely gangsters from the way you're backtracking. And they got really great chips and the hard fetching hitmen. It's going to be a halloumi burger soon. <gasps> oh shit! Wow. Okay, do not do not keep them on side, wow, my wow. god. <laughs> okay, nine twenty-one. Yeah, nineteen twenty-four. Okay. 1926. Okay, it's 1929, you guys. Yeah, so it's the dead of winter. There's a dusting of snow on the ground. The stock market hasn't crashed yet. That'll happen in autumn, but they don't know it yet. But it is bang in the middle of what? Prohibition. Prohibition is correct. Smart. (laughs) Really good. And prohibition was obviously when the U.S. government made it illegal for women to speak. That's why there were speak easy. It's because they're like, you can speak easy. Here. Yeah, but do it quietly. <laughs> and respectfully. Quietly. Yeah. And not to a man unless he initiates it. <laughs> um, no, obviously it's when they made booze illegal. It lasted from 1920 to 1933, which went down really well, really smoothly. There were two main rival gangs in Chicago. So my next question is, what were, and you will find that this is not always the case, but largely, what were the two nationalities of these rival gangs? And for bonus points, there are no points. <laughs> Name the leaders of those oh two gangs. Dude, I'll be honest, I've never even watched like a gangster film, I don't oh, think. Oh, really? Like, Just say a funny name with <gasps> dick in it. It's what, it's what we go muck, for. Um, punchy Chops. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that correct? Oh my God, oh I knew it! You've cracked the podcast. Oh this my God, is exactly what we want. That's what they need to track down and find. Arrest him now. Jobs <laughs> are good in. Let's I go. love the idea of having the surname book Punchy Chops and being like, I guess I'm going to be a gangster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I can't be a social worker. <laughs> self prophecy. <laughs> what is it like? I mean, having watched quite a few gangster films, mm. yeah. is it Italian, American, kind of, is one of the sides Italian? Yes. Okay. Genuinely the easiest one. <laughs> so sorry about that. Wait, do you want to field who the leader might have been? Uh, Capone? Capone was indeed the leader. Well done. Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming your chair is what made that yeah. noise. <laughs> she got so excited, she let go. Yes, it was the chair. Any other guesses with the other gang? What what country were most of them um, from, or what was their I, heritage? I don't want. I mean, Irish gangsters, maybe. Oh, I was that. We can say Irish. Yeah. Ah. You know, in West Side Story. <laughs> Wait, that's not about. Yeah, they are kind yeah. of gangs. Those yeah. are two rival Ish. gangs. Well, I don't know what either of the gangs. Puerto, Puerto Rican and. Oh. Eh. <laughs> they were from eh. so is it not Irish or are you just going to let Katie continue I just wanted to, to, to see to where she was going with this. Yeah. <laughs> oh no and not at all yes Irish but <laughs> as you will, yes as you will find out there were many exceptions to this so called rule but um, this is kind of how they were known so yes the Italian gang was headed up by Al Capone the Irish gang was headed up by Bugs Moran question who would you rather fuck <laughs> oh you don't have to answer No, that. I am okay. thinking about it now. We've all seen photos of Al Capone. The other a, guy's a wild card. My friend who is on Tinder swears by Italian guys. Okay. okay. you got to think of the cuisine they might cook for you as well. That's where my head goes. But like, the Irish will give you stew. Ooh. Which is quite a heavy meal before <laughs> sex. Of 
Sorry, yeah, <laughs> but after though, afterwards. Oh my god! Oh my god! Pre-sex stew is no, full on, but post-sex stew sounds pretty cool. That's really yes, nice. That's somebody taking care of you, isn't it? Yes, warming. And they Ooh. took the time to slow cook it, <laughs> which is really nice. <laughs> we're we're really picturing some sensitive Irish men that <laughs> stew in the 1920s. <laughs> I'm just also like that's such a baller move just before you're about to fuck someone if he's like I'm gonna put the slow cooker on because <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna really last me you're gonna be hungry <laughs> after this yeah four hours time baby it's sting it's sting Irish it's sting <laughs> He, he can make love for hours according to Sting. He can, he can be whatever you want him to be. Isn't that what Tantra is? Um, so yeah, Capone's gang ruled the south side of Chicago and Moran's ruled the north side. They hated each other, to summarize. Um, I wrote, I didn't know what I'd written down for a second because I wrote, this is Mean Girls times five, guys. That's pretty serious. But I wrote it and thought, this is Mean Girls times five guys, like the burger place. I'm like, what the hell were you getting at? And then I, and now I'm thinking, like, what a great place. But also, a burger joint with a Mean Girls theme. Mm-hmm. Also, can we please have a crime film where they make each other fat with, like, <laughs> those bars? Capone, you've really been putting it on. Uh oh. Capone's face smell like a foot. <laughs> Stop trying to make massacres happen. They're not going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, overheated in the studio. I remember that. <laughs> Love it. Okay. There's a big source of tension between the gang leaders at this time, right before the massacre occurs. So can you just guess, this is pure speculation, what had happened back in December that made them especially pissed off at each other? Uh, They didn't get nice Christmas presents. (laughs) The secret Santa was fucked up. (laughs) It's got to be tough, right? Capone, stop getting me stoot. No, I did that the wrong way around. (laughs) Damn it, it would have been good if I got it the right way. Oh, is the romance that it's Valentine's Day or is the romance that they're fucking each other? ladies well don't hold back from that if you think that might be I mean there's nothing more romantic than fucking fucking each other's side pieces right (laughs) that's what and offering them a nice hearty stew afterwards has there been a Julia Roberts film about that yet (laughs) because I would watch that (laughs) I've got to go somewhere else to get my spaghetti you're no good at it four funerals and a wedding would be what that would have to be a gangster (laughs) rom-com so we've got We've got possible um, wife swapping slash badly chosen Christmas gifts, which yes. I really like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were saying that because that was the answer. Yeah. I was like, no fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, it was that casual. I'm like, Katie was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe is it something to do with their speakeasies and their kind of ways of getting booze in and out of Chicago? Oh, kind of like okay. trade lines. Those- I th- my serious answer is turf war. This is Chicago. This is Chicago. Do you know Chicago did good pizzas? Very deep, very deep. Is it that they were pizzeria competitors and someone had, you know, made a deeper pizza than the other guy? Do you know what I mean? It's kicking off. Do you know what? When I look at pizzas and I think, do I want an Irish or an Italian pizza? (laughs) (laughs) It's such a hard hard choice. The Irish are really trying to move into that market. What goes on an Irish pizza? <laughs> just lamb. Oh, actually, I changed my answer. That sounds fucking awesome. It doesn't lamb sound bad. pizza, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Surely someone's food. tried that. Thank you. A lamb pizza. I think I've had a lamb pizza. Really? Yeah. It's not quite tough on the on the teeth. Oh, mate, if you... You gotta slow you cook it. <laughs> you gotta be with a man that can slow cook in bed <laughs> to give the lamb time to break down the fibers. You asked if this was a musical podcast. Mm. Hannah George, what do you what do you reckon? Ooh, well, I, I think it was the trade stuff. Was it the, the answer that you've already given? Yeah, it was the sensible I will answer. accept that. <laughs> yeah. I got lost in the pizza wars. I, I love that. Like, Papa Capone is mad. <laughs> you stole his recipe. Become the dream. Um, I mean, in a way, all of these are pretty legit. There's definitely turf wars going on with bootlegging and intercepting each other's deliveries and all of that. Um... But here's what had happened in particular. So Capone's guys had killed one of the Irish gangsters called Dean O'Banion. Now, Bugs Moran was not in charge of the Northside gang at this time. As recently as December, he was not heading up the gang. It was actually a man called Jaime Weiss, who was of Polish descent. And this is where the stereotypes just fall apart. Jaime's family had moved into an Irish neighborhood in the north side of Chicago. Um, But 
although he wasn't Irish, he was Catholic, and like one out of two was enough for the gang because he was a badass. But they were all Catholic. The Italians would be Catholic as well as the Irish. No, but they treated each other like it was a totally different religion. Oh, Irish Catholicism versus Italian Catholicism, and this is fascinating. So the Polish is closer to the Irish Catholicism. I guess it was more about just growing up in the neighborhood and knowing the same people and kind of having the trust. Okay. And I think gangs are lovely, aren't they? Real family unit. It's very important. I almost think it was more like, I'm speculating, but it was more like anybody but an Italian. Like, Uh, I think that they were really prejudiced towards that line. That's where the lines were. Yeah. Okay. Um, So um, Jaime was known as the only man that Al Capone feared. Which is quite a title. That now, is quite a title. Yeah. Jaime and Bugs. Did he not have like a piano teacher? And then like, <laughs> it wasn't his PE teacher or a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> I went piano. It was piano. The first thing. Yeah, a really scary piano. He's just following him around. No. <laughs> oh, yes, fuck off. <laughs> um, Jaime and Bugs. Those names together are really great. You're so good. <laughs> Jaime and Bugs made an attempt on Capone's life <gasps> while he was in a restaurant. Why do they do this? Yeah. I just that's like a personal affront to me. And there's all these gangster codes. Like there's a surprising amount of like we don't do this. You never do that. You never rat this it's person out. Not on the code list. You it's can, not on the. Code you can list. kill people in restaurants. You can kill people. Why interrupt a meal? Like just. Uh. The thing is though, on the flip side, if I'm gonna die, yeah. I want to do it with like a mouthful of like mozzarella in my mouth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean what a great doing way something to that you love? Looks like somebody's sleeping with Capone. <laughs> Just get all his good signs. That's not, that's not a bad chat. And then if you're going to be gunned down, like when are you more relaxed than yeah. mid-meal? Oh, I'm glad we worked this yeah, out. Yeah, Thanks, just don't worry about it. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't worry. Thank you. Future. Well, now when my assassins come for me, and oh, they will. <laughs> I love it because I would be like, you know when in restaurants if you get sat in the window, you're always like, it's because they put the good looking people in the window. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they put the people that are going to be assassinated <laughs> yeah. in the window. Yeah. They got tipped off that you were coming. <laughs> Stick her in the window, guys. She's got a lot of enemies. <laughs> so this assassination attempt, it obviously failed. Capone lives, but Capone gets his revenge. What did he do? This is still back in December, guys. Well, he's got to make a real show of power, hasn't he? To be like, don't you fucking come for me again. Especially when so I'm eating The romance has not come into this yet, no? That's just because it's St. Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, fine, okay. I thought there might have been Don't some, go looking for any more dirt. romance because it's not common. <laughs> okay. It's just not common. I think Julia's going to pass on this project. <laughs> um, well, he's he's got a... I don't know, he burns a warehouse or he kills a load of their guys. Or he- but you're completely <laughs> right, though, that it has to be this huge, it a has big. to be a huge power play. So does he do, a, like, an assassination back? Yeah. Or an attempt? Or, like, oh, this is dark. Go on. Does he go for the wife and kids? <gasps> Is there a code about that? Oh, really? Is there a code about that? It isn't that, and I don't know if that was against code. I have a feeling it might have been, because otherwise it feels like these stories would have a lot of that. I'm surprised you don't know the whole gangster code, to be honest. Why didn't I memorize it? Also, did anyone, like, write it down? I feel like it's the sort of thing that you just don't do that. (laughs) Bugs, write this down. Like, if gangsters were like women, there'd be a spreadsheet. It would be great, but... (laughs) You spelled women and children wrong. Um, It is a huge power move. He kills Jaime. Oh, what, the, guy, the only guy that he feared. The only guy that he fears, he takes him down. And that's the only reason that Bugs Moran is now the head of the Northside Gang, because he was next in power, but he is not happy about oh. how he got there. So there's wow. a lot of tension. Is that when Gordon Brown took over? It's exactly <laughs> like that. He wasn't quite sure that he wanted to. Well, he probably wanted to be here, <laughs> but... Okay, so he's the 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 deputy prime minister. I haven't heard the name Gordon Brown for a long time. I like my references, Mean Girls. (laughs) (laughs) I like sort of like early two thousands. I made fun of President Bush in one of our live shows, and I don't even know which Bush it was. Like it might have been the original (laughs) one. I didn't even know there was multiple Bushes. Bush Eye. Two Bushes. Two Bushes. Two Bushes. Two Bush Eye. Anyway, um, (laughs) still reeling, and then it got so much worse. See, I'm still talking about it. Oh, I've been alive for a long time. Um, Okay. The massacre takes place at 10.30 a.m. on February 14th, 1929. Six men from Bugs Moran's gang met up somewhere that morning to receive a shipment of a certain type of booze. 
where were they, what sort of location, and what type of booze were they getting a shipment of? Lambrini, and it's a hen party. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Spot on. I knew it. I, I knew it. I thought I've always wanted to do a little camera in a podcast. She did it. So did they have Lambrini back in the 1920s? How long? The how far does Vintage Lambrini die? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. I, don't. I didn't Perry, know about Lambrini until I moved over here. So I think I think it's a UK thing, right? Or a, I, a European. I remember thing. the advert was Lambrini girls just want to have fun. <laughs> Lambrini gangsters also want to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Why should they be omitted from the fun? Just because they're yeah, gangsters, right. You know? <gasps> So Lambrini, hen party, location, type of booze. Uh, I'm thinking where's a good place for a massacre? Like if you're going to do it, where would you want to take down multiple people? That's why yeah. there are massacre planners All right, now. okay. All right, all right. It's the docks. It's, wait, is Chicago landlocked? No. Okay. Well, it's on Lake Michigan. Okay, so it's no. the docks of Lake Michigan. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's vodka. Nice. Ooh. Very nice. I'm going to go a shipment of Jaeger bombs. <laughs> <laughs> the full bomb. I the full the bombs of command. And do you notice that earlier it was snowy? Yes. Ooh. So I think they wanted to make a scene. Okay. They wanted to like, make an impact. So they've gone out into like a snowy field. <gasps> they've done the gunning down. Blood, blood everywhere. And the Jaeger bombs. <laughs> A splash of black and that now wow. is like a jackson pollock <laughs> wow that is quite an image mm -hmm. i don't even know who was closest <laughs> with I'm, I'm that gonna my answer to gin okay okay Do no you, know what? you were right funnily enough as well is like having seen the picture i feel like there's a brick wall behind them and was. so i was thinking well it's got to be a wall and then i'm like well where, where's that a hen party <laughs> anywhere china yeah. <laughs> anywhere at all. yeah so uh they were in a garage oh tell me how you say garage 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 garage, garage. no garage a garage i say garage Ooh. i've lived here Southerner. for Oh, oh, I'd say, oh, now you've all said it in different ways. I know. Garage. Garage? Garage? Where Garage. are you from? Isle of Wight. Oh, very southern. <laughs> no, is that southern? No, yeah, yeah, southern. yeah, super yeah, southern, yeah. yeah. Is that southern I just said, which is not a sentence. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Uh, Kermit the Frog here. It's time for our patron shoutouts. You can check us out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Cookie Monsters here too. Cookie going to shout out the names. And I'm Elmo, but I can't read. Okay, we're ready. Kermit, you ready? Um, yes, I'm ready. Elmo, you ready? Yes, I love names. Okay, Gwen Foster, Sarah Hewitt, Sophie, Anthony Proctor, Lois Mills, Thank you so much for your support. Now I go eat cookie. Um, yes, we will go get a snack. I like snacks. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And it was whiskey. Oh, okay. It's an old whiskey. I hate whiskey. <laughs> really? Oh, I like it in an old fashioned. 
Yeah. Like yeah. loads of sugar and some orange flavors. Yeah, exactly. I like yeah. a squash. It is good. <laughs> I like an old fashioned. Yeah. That's what I discovered. I got a drink once that was whiskey, and I'm like, I'm going to be a grown up, but it had maple syrup and bacon in it. And I'm like, oh my yeah, God. this is great. I'm like, it's like a kid's party drink. It's kind of. It's called the pancake. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Now, these men, just to set the scene, it's 10.30 a.m., but they wore suits, ties, tie pins, shiny dress shoes. One of them had a carnation. I can't even get out of my PJs for morning deliveries. Like, these guys were so fancied up. Yeah, they got to do their killing in their finest outfits. Yeah. Well, they were only planning, as far as we know, the men who are gathered here were only planning to intercept this whiskey. But we oh. don't. We don't know. Oh, entirely. so the, the payback was just intercepting the whiskey, and then it all goes wrong, is it? Well, let's see. <laughs> let's see. I'm just thinking of all the photos. You know how they take photos now when they deliver stuff in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I would do anything to intercept all. I guess technically I have access to them if they're my deliveries because I want to make a montage of me with my bare feet. They've got your person on those pictures surely they belong to you right yeah i should think so No, whoever took the picture owns the picture what That's this is what happened with that monkey that took see. the selfie it's like well the monkey owns the, the picture monkey. oh yeah. yeah i never thought we'd veer into this <laughs> this is <laughs> why we copyright. <laughs> so around the corner comes a vehicle it's a black cadillac which several witnesses believe to be a police car. That's how they described it. Eyewitness accounts vary, but four or five men, five guys, got out of the car. How were these men dressed? The ones who exited the car. So are they the ones coming to collect the whiskey? Yeah. No. They're the ones coming to kill the guys? Yes. Oh, I, I think so the well-dressed the, ones were the ones collecting the whiskey? They were. They were just waiting for a, a shipment. Okay. I don't know why they were dressed up. Again, I'm just going to keep harping on this. Why well, are you trying so were, hard? Well, either they were tipped off or they wanted to look like they were proper businessmen mm. and they couldn't possibly be smuggling whiskey. Or that they just like to look nice. The thing is, if I was going to do some killing or be involved in some potential killing, I mm. wouldn't want to put like, my best shirt on mm. because you're going to have to take that home, dry clean it, iron it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So if I was arriving to the scene, I would go tracky bottoms. Do you know, like keep yeah. it. Yeah, something yeah. that's easy, easy to wash. Right. Lockdown. Maybe, clothes. you know, even if it's, yeah. you know, it gets really cheap ones, like secondhand or like, like it's Primani. gonna get dusty. It's gonna get wrecked, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that the equivalent at that time were like 1920s pajamas. Like, you have them all coming out in like little stripes. <laughs> they'd probably still be silk or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they'd be all silky. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna go opposite that. I'm gonna go that they were dressed even better. Okay. Yeah, because they just like. What's better than a pinstripe hat? Yeah. They were the Monopoly men. Wait, they were I, the Monopoly men. <laughs> so I'm going to go different again. They were in like overalls, like they were the bin men, or they were Ooh. like all dressed like they're about to go and play tennis, like spies do or something. <laughs> oh, disguise. Know? I hadn't even thought about ah. disguise. Well, Katie's on. She's <gasps> thinking along the right lines because other than the driver, who I will describe in a moment, they were dressed as police officers. <sighs> Clever. Yeah. You gave us a massive clue yeah, by yeah, saying people thought it was a police car. <laughs> Yeah. What else would make you think it was a police car? Probably the, the five police. There is a police yeah. yeah. But the driver was wearing a chinchilla fur coat and a grey fedora. <laughs> and an I mean, I want to fuck him. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah. I found my guy in this story. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, chinchy. <laughs> an eyewitness on the street was close enough to observe something unusual about the driver's hand. What do you think they noticed? Either it was holding a gun or it was wrapped in a bandage. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I mean, it's already odd enough that he was in the chinchilla and the federal. Like, <laughs> if you were the policeman, you'd be so pissed off. Like, mate, can you just put the policeman outfit on? Just, yeah. like, blend in, help <laughs> us out here. But it said, no, I want to go as, like, a big pimp daddy. <laughs> yeah, this is a also... plainclothes police outfit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your chinchilla coat so you blend in. Yeah. <laughs> oh this is what civilians wear. Right? <laughs> to, to garages. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea that a gangster wouldn't know, though. Like, what's plain clothes? These are my plain These clothes. Are, These are what I chill in. <laughs> oh, that's the scene you need in like one of the gangster movies, just to make them all a bit more real, a bit more a bit kind more of human. fun. Yeah. Jimmy, no. 
just love this coat. Let me wear it, please. Let me wear it. Yeah, it's like the snowing guys. Actually, <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. actually he was sensibly attired for the weather, mm-hmm. and we all laughed at him. But he was warm. He was warm. But what was wrong with his pants? Yeah. I mean, what was unusual? It must have been so odd if he was wearing that getup, and she still was like, "Whoa, what about that guy's hat? <laughs> the fuck is up it's with his be hands? Like a sock puppet or something? It's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I kind of punch him. We probably shouldn't do that. I know. <laughs> Why'd you have the cone? You look like a dickhead. <laughs> It's too much. No, it's not. (laughs) There's your movie. (laughs) Sock puppet gangster. Yes, please. Edinburgh show. There's an idea in that for sure. Every every show we come up with an award-winning idea. One of them's going to land. One of them is going to land. land. (laughs) One of these days. Uh, So any other guesses? What was unusual about his hand? If we've had any guesses, we've had sock puppet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bandages. Bandages we had, yeah, and gun. Is he missing on, a few on, fingers? Yeah, finger Ding, ding, ding. Oh. Oh. He only what? had three fingers, oh. and they were splayed. I don't know which three fingers splayed. they were. I hate it's used splayed. That word. I know, it's yeah. never good. Splayed. I've never heard it used in a good sentence. It's never <laughs> positive. I've just splayed this roast chicken. Is that, does that work? Like splayed. I don't, I don't want to eat that chicken. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> well, Sunday is going to be ruined, Katie. <laughs> Display this chicken before you take it out. Display kind of means what display even like, mean? Like open opening. spread. Yeah, I'd open spread. a chicken out spread. and eat it face to face. Guys, I haven't had dinner, so um, <laughs> I don't even know how we're on the chicken. Uh, so yeah. Um, now the owner of the garage was a mechanic called Johnny May, who was on lookout, and Johnny's dog Highball was also Cute. tied to the axle of a truck inside. Why didn't Johnny raise the alarm that morning? that these men were entering. He was in on it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is like the detective agency we would run with. <laughs> Guys, I've had an idea. It would, it would be very panto. <laughs> Sassy. You just how it should be. Yeah. Stuff would get done, I'm yeah. telling you. Did the dog make a fuss? Is that what happened? Right? Oh, the dog like, distracted him. Yeah, he was just thinking, I, I need to take him out for a wee. <laughs> Oh, old highball kicking off. <laughs> my focus is completely gone now because all I'm thinking is that there is. Sh- I didn't. I don't want a dog involved in this massacre. Yeah. Yes. Should, please tell me there's a happy ending to this story. Please. I mean, not for like, like 15 men. Not for them. Killed, I don't about them, but for the dog, please. I beg. I the dog lives, Lauren. Okay, I'm not going to keep you in suspense. Thank God. Wow. Dog is spared. Is that gangster code? I don't know. <laughs> Do not harm the dogs. Actually, the dog it could done be anything. because they break it in John Wick, don't they? <gasps> that's so the, true I've never seen that and I know <gasps> no, oh, I'm not going to watch it oh now. you don't want to watch it no now that I've known that no you do want to watch yeah, it Jonathan Wicked is who an is John because you'll be so happy about it's... what he does because that happens oh it's a revenge sweet sweet doggy revenge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. it's Keanu Reeves as well so it's nice I was going to say Denzel Washington but no <laughs> this is all speculation of course because we don't have anyone who ever testified about what happened inside but they think that it was just because they were so credibly dressed as police officers oh. that the mentality would will be don't don't tip us off because we don't want to kill police officers we'll just pay them off <gasps> that's all you need to do in chicago in 1929 yeah so like all right go on so through. it's a different playbook for police so they've exploited so now their guard is down or at least it's like for like okay police playbook it's rather the than quick defend so ourselves clever. it's the smartest outfit to wear so. at this time really um what did the intruders make the seven men, so it's six of the Northside gang and this uh, mechanic, what did they make the seven men inside the garage do before they killed them? Oh, God. What a dark question that yeah. is. Until I read it out, I'm like, really dark. the dog. <laughs> a good highball. It's such a good highball. That's what I'd do. Hang on, so what did the well-dressed gangster lot make the police do? No, the police the, are the making police the well-dressed. The police well-dressed. are making the well-dressed men inside do something. It's basically how did they assassinate them? Having seen the did picture, um, it's, mm. it's the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's not that. I will I carry on because I think I, I think no. I know. But. You're trying to put levity and it's, it's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's so horrible. It's so yeah, dark. I know, no, I know. It's Johnny, dark. are you listening to me? They're not officers. 
they, did they make them kill each other or anything? Oh, no, it's just that. Um, it's just. It's just. <laughs> I don't know why I asked this question though, because it's not even unusual. They just they made them line up against the wall, and that's oh. why Hannah's memory is okay. Famously, it's this brick wall, oh. and, and they then just it's line just up execution and, style. Yeah, Tommy guns, crazy. I don't know how okay. Johnny didn't see the Tommy guns coming in. I guess would police officers have been that armed? They could have been. Ooh, good question. Because um, I, I was mean, just picturing these big guns. Yeah, it's it's a really amazing predator move. Mm. Like it's very horrible. No All one, I can think about though mm. is that they're lined up against the wall, and one's in the shape of a Y, and one's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if anything, I've I've improved the Valentine's Day massacre. Yeah, it's and made it more cheerful. Yeah, you know how many people can say that? You know, you have. Well done. <laughs> and anyone that still sings that song, that's how it should always end. <laughs> <laughs> now. Um, None of the members of this Irish gang were Irish. They were the following. There were two brothers called the Gusenberg brothers. One of them was called Frank. I didn't write the other one down. Sorry, other guy. Albert Kachalek, Frank Snyder, Albert Weinshank, and Reinhardt H. Schwimmer, who was just an eye doctor who liked to hang out with the gang for the bragging rights. Oh, no. That's a dangerous thing to do sometimes I do it? struggle to have sympathy for these people though because I you think doing, what are you Jimmy? doing on Saturday ah just hanging out with some known gangsters I'm sure it'll be fine not a good idea I called him Jimmy I meant to say Schwimmer Schwimmy yeah, Irish ones the ones that have just been shot or are they dressed as police? yes the Northside gang are the quote unquote Irish game gang but none of them in this garage are actually Irish but, but they're all part of the gang oh right yeah no they were good they tried to kill Capone and then he killed the Jaime. the, high, the head the guy yeah and then this is them getting mm. back at the no well we don't know yet we don't know what's actually happened and we still technically Wait. don't know so Dave <laughs> why am I right? yeah they've come in the nice clothes <laughs> I mean, look, let's be fair. They were all in nice clothes. Everyone looked nice that day. Um, well, let's get let's get to the sort of the motive and the speculation about what happened because we still to this day don't definitely know, but we think we probably know. So let's get there. Highball lives. Yes. I wrote that God. I, I had to let you know earlier. You know, just you'd get a lot of unhappy people if the I dog know. died. I wouldn't They'd have included it. Up. I genuinely no. wouldn't include it unless he lived. The, the dudes, whatever. Um, <laughs> a few witnesses saw the men fleeing the scene, getting into the Cadillac, and they too noticed that they were police officers, so didn't think much of it, and the car zoomed away. A neighbor discovers the bodies and notices something. What did he notice when he entered and saw all these victims? Was it a glove puppet again? Someone else had another. It was a sock puppet <laughs> that was just independently singing. Wow, it was really creepy. Any control? <laughs> So is it something on top of the fact that they see It's to do guys? with the victims. Uh, so did they it, take their nice shoes? No. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, they've gone down the ones in the nice clothes, right? The police have the gone police down... Yeah. have gone down the ones in the nice clothes. Now I'm thinking, shoes at that time, pretty spenny. Pricey, pricey. So if I was going to... I probably wouldn't bother undressing them all, because that's kind of morbid, but I might just take their shoes. Mm. Okay, um, but only of somebody right. that was like a similar size to you. Which would be hard because I have got the, the feet of a child. I get I get children's Nikes. So, so you would kill children is what you're saying? Yeah, anyway. If it means I get my hands on expensive no, shoes, I'm on. Look, you're just thinking practically and I appreciate that. You're like, I'm going to go on Vented. Yeah. I'm going right. to get rid of all these matching shiny shoes. Why do you have these? Don't ask questions. I feel like this might have something to do with it being a message. I feel like that's what okay. gangsters do. You don't yeah. do retaliation. You don't do revenge unless... People know it's you, which is weird. This is a cold case. Yeah. Because I know that, like, sometimes if someone's a grass, they'll shoot them in the mouth. Mm. Yeah, just to say that's what he did. Mm. So these guys had, I don't know, was it, did they put, like, a bread roll on them because it was to do with the restaurant? Well, what they noticed is that one of the men was still alive. <gasps> he was oh. taking his last breaths, but lived long enough for them to call the sergeant. The sergeant comes in, rushes to the scene, and speaks to Frank Gusenberg. And he asked Frank, do you know me, Frank? And Frank said, yes, you're Tom Loftus, and I won't talk. Because <gasps> that's another gangster code. Even if you can identify who's taking you down, you never spill really? to the cops. You never give them up to the cops because it's between this gang and that gang, and we deal with it internally. Oh. Yeah. I, it's kind of well, hot. It's, well, yeah, it 
they don't they don't recognise the authority of the police. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they they'll dress them and use yeah. it as a ruse. Sure, you'll wear their clothes. <laughs> so a press shit show ensued because they actually published these photos which you have seen and they are mm. even to this day they're in black and white they're grainy but they are so gruesome mm. yeah it's crazy and graphic and it's crazy thing that was just splashed across newspapers and even for a time when press was getting pretty sensationalized this was over the top and this made america furious because they were already you know upset about the gang wars they mm. wanted the president yeah. the fbi to do something about it already um so they had to pin it on somebody who was the obvious choice of who to pin it on oh bugsy no bugsy's guys have just been killed <laughs> no, but, but not bugsy bugsy's still alive oh he took out his own men no they gotta pin it on somebody yeah but why would he kill his own men no, he didn't, but they pin it on him. Oh, my God. Sorry, that's what you asked, right? No, I did. I was just trying to get on board with you, thinking that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's quite clearly sick wrong. to think that way, in many ways. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, sorry. I was just, I thought you were still confused about whose well, guys have been I, killed. I, we don't have time. Let <laughs> <laughs> me just get that straight um, in my so, head. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be Al Capone, right? It was Capone. Because he was the poster boy for if we can get rid of this guy, everything, everything will be fine. Yeah. And so there was a whole lot of effort to try to arrest Capone for this massacre, but they could never find enough evidence to arrest him. Yeah. That's kind of his sweet spot, right? Like that's, that's well, because well, they got <laughs> yeah. they got him on tax evasion. Yeah. Didn't they? So it's kind of like they did indeed. Um, and they even questioned his hitman. And when they asked him, like, were you involved in this? He just laughed. And he said, if any of those guys had seen me coming, I'd be dead. I wouldn't be alive. There's I, no way I could have snuck in there. The police questioned his hitman. And I was like, surely you don't go like, we're bringing his hitman in. Got, we, we, you know, we're pretty sure. <laughs> um, this has kind of always been pinned on Al Capone. There were some other theories. Some of the people in the neighborhood maintain, like, we think the cops actually did it. We think it was genuinely police oh. officers that they took them out to, you know, oh, just wow. fire up Capone and make him retaliate and try to take him down. Okay. But a book written in 2010 called Get Capone, written by Jonathan Eag, shed some new light on the case, and it had to do with a detail that had either been ignored or buried. Okay. You make up your own mind. In 2010. In 2010. That's mental. Digging up the records, because this is all kept on record, and there were lots of theories, but there were all these leads that apparently mm. got followed and there was nothing there so there's a lot of question about yeah the corruption in this case and how well did the police even investigate this all of those questions come to light remember a certain detail about the driver yes the fingers the fingers so for whatever reason that eyewitness testimony just sort of got ignored it didn't come up during Ooh. the case like shouldn't we be looking but for a three-fingered yeah man? right a man called william three-fingered jack <laughs> brilliant how did, how did they miss that guy <laughs> william three-fingered jack white uh he was sort of an independent gangster which i like because it's less corporate okay. he's for oh, hire yeah. yeah you know yeah, kind of making his own way well done he's like the corner shop gangster capone's walmart like come on let's be real <laughs> um so white's cousin can i just say that like yeah. three fingers is a better like nickname for a man <laughs> you don't want to be hannah three fingers georgia no that's anyway that's true because not the, again <laughs> the reality is so much more <laughs> Hello, Isle of Wight. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> mean Girls is actually a good name for a gangster film, for a female gangster film. Female yeah. Gang. Mean Girls. Yeah. Like, anyway, carry on. They'll all have three fingers as well. That'll be their <laughs> MO. <laughs> so White's cousin had been shot by someone in a bar months earlier. And when White visited him in hospital, his cousin told him that the man who shot him was Frank Gusenberg, who was the man whose last words were, and I won't talk. Oh. <gasps> Now, he was a member of Northside Gang, as we know, and White had been known to use police disguises to pull off heists in the past. So all this evidence was right there, and it never came to light in the trial. So it's, it's quite likely that William Three-Fingered Jack White was simply getting revenge for his murdered cousin, and it had nothing to do with Capone's gang. Okay. Oh. There's one other, I will leave you with this, there's one other detail about White's murdered cousin... 
which might explain why so many leads in the case went ignored by police. What mm. do you think that detail is? He's a cop. Okay, oh. he's a he's, cop. He's on the inside. Okay. You're very, very close. Is he a dog? <laughs> he's a dog. <laughs> is he a member of the village people? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's the least offensive one. There is a police one. There is a police one. Right. right. Katie, I'm going to give it to you because he was the son of a copper. Oh. Oh. So okay. there's just a bit of like... Yeah. Yeah, so here's to corruption, guys. Yay. Well done. Corruption. Well done. Drunk women solving crime. Here's our listener crime. Ooh. This was sent in by Botsheva, who is a loyal American fan. Thank you. I hope you'll be able to solve this case that's been bothering me since 1988. Mm. I was working at an assistant at a posh Upper East Side, which is where I found all the roses, I'm just saying. Um, Coincidence? A posh Upper East Side <laughs> girls' private school and was barely making ends meet. So I was elated when one of the mothers, whose husband was one of Bruce Springsteen's managers, bestowed upon me two tickets to see the boss at Madison Square Gardens. I'd never seen him live before, so I was over the moon. The day of the show, I had the tickets in my purse, and I put my purse behind my desk where I always kept it. After school, another school had come to ours for some (gasps) event. Uh, I stepped out of my office for a bit. And when I went to get my purse, I discovered that my concert tickets were no longer there. That's hot. This is my favorite line. I think my bank and credit card were missing too, but I don't remember because (laughs) the main thing was that my free Bruce Springsteen Springsteen tickets were gone. I frantically and sobbingly called the woman who had given them to me to find out what the seat numbers were. She didn't know, which made it a problem when I asked another teacher who also had two tickets to keep a lookout at the gig. I was devastated. Stated. Uh, now she's she's she sent in her suspect list, but I would love to hear what your theories are about mm, where the boss tickets went. And she said it was a private girls' school. Yeah, so the idea there's just these twelve girls going. I must see I the must boss. See, right. I've got to see Springsteen. I've got it. I just need to. Do you want to see Justin Bieber? <laughs> no, <laughs> Springsteen, please. An old man in his seventies. Yes, please. Although eighty-eight, he'd have been. Yeah, Bieber was like negative 20. Oh, oh yeah. Fine. Okay, this is well back. Okay, fine. I mean, Springsteen. Because he's been always there. been with us, Bieber. I was going to say, I would love to see Fetus Bieber. <laughs> what a spectacle that would Bieber. be. Bieber. <laughs> that would be like a great thrash metal band. And it's just the artwork Bieber. is Justin Bieber. Yeah, and they fetus. just cover Bieber songs. Baby, baby, baby. You know what we were saying earlier about great ideas? You have just stumbled upon another one. There's definitely a market for that. God, this podcast is good. And we've already recorded the first yeah we are just the people to do that (laughs) who do you think took it so we've got i mean we've got another school coming in Mm, yeah you've got another teacher who has two tickets Mm, suspicious you've got posh girls anything could happen yeah i wonder if she was wanging on about it yes do you know what i mean because i think wanging on about it then people know your class knows and that might be a way for the posh girls those little bitches with their entitlement with their entitlement their money yeah get the tickets and maybe it's not for them but they might take it home to their parents and go thank you for putting me through private school i've got you these aren't i an angel child yeah now you can't ground me ever again Oh, there's mean girls and then there's meanest girls. (laughs) (laughs) I immediately blamed the other school. I'm like, outsiders every time. But why would they go for a purse that's hidden? It's unusual, isn't it? That's like the only thing that's different. And her bag's not been robbed every single time. And then something's different. Yeah. I mean, it feels like someone took a chance and it happened to be the day that she had the Springsteen tickets because they took her cards as well. It wasn't like they only took the Springsteen tickets. <laughs> We're assuming, even, even though I love that she doesn't really remember that part. I don't, I don't believe I, I bet they didn't even use the tickets. <laughs> I bet they scalped yeah. them, the greedy oh, yeah. bastards. Oh, yeah, we're lot. assuming that whoever stuffed them was a Bruce Springsteen fan, but that is yeah. maybe a bit unlikely. Well, her yeah. suspect list I shall read now. Someone from the visiting school, another teacher who knew I was gifted the tickets, my <laughs> entitled boss who was a real bitch, uh. someone who worked at the school who wanted to scalp them, and then she just put question marks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Actually, that the lady, read the first one again, that lady that... Um, 
didn't like her or something. Say the another teacher who knew I was gifted the tickets. Yes. What mm. if that person is jealous because this parent didn't give her the ticket? Yes. And she's like, mm. I'm a really good school worker. Ooh. Why are you so special getting tickets? Yeah, because she's an assistant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why did she get this special it's treatment? Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not fair. You don't deserve it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them off you because it's not fair. I think that checks out and I'll help myself to your bank card while I'm at it. Oh, there's yeah. no money in the account. Yeah. Because you're making ends meet. Well, I hope that helps. We end, <laughs> we end a lot with what, hope yeah, what that happens helps. now in that situation? We have She's, to go to court. She re- retro <laughs> this week. What, next week? Next Tuesday. Busy. I think they've said, Is the I'm boss sorry. still alive? Yeah. We can retroactively arrest these people. Well, I'm just, he's friends with Obama. Oh, and yeah, they, they do, do a podcast. podcast but do listen, they? there's a happy ending to this. <gasps> oh. Because I was so hysterically crying to the mom, she gave me another pair of tickets oh, to see him for the following night in an even better section. I took nice. my friend Jean. Come oh, on, Jean. It's the whole thing with Jean. <laughs> and she is still one of my dearest friends today. Oh. Her time, I had to cut out a whole other plot line, which is she was going to take this guy from the Midwest who she had a crush on, and this was going to like seal the deal. And then she'd be like, I don't have the ticket. Somebody stole them. And she's like, it's probably better it didn't work out. There, I fit it in anyway. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh, Jean. Jean. To Jean, everybody. To Jean. Jean. Cheers, Jean. Well done. Right. It's a friendship. Hello. Well done, guys. <laughs> well done. Uh, Lauren, we have just enough time to ask we find you what have you got coming up what would you like to plug um you, if you're up at an unholy hour <laughs> uh, you're welcome to tune into oh, capital I 4 am. to 6 a.m are you <laughs> my kids are nutcases oh my god i can only sympathize i'm really sorry do you know, just get them onto capital they'll yeah. love that so what time are you on 4 a.m no, that does sometimes happen. Oh my God, oh. sickening. This is why I'm not ready for children. <laughs> uh, so you can join me there. Uh, you might see my Facebook on the BBC's One Show from time to time. And otherwise, I'm just hanging around online trying to be more popular at Lauren Layfield. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.